Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Lucius Lionel, a.k.a. Bolivia Newton John, a.k.a. Bernhamin Sanders in the building tonight. A.k.a. Just Braids. A.k.a. Just Braids. <laughs> Back in the spaceship, the voice of the urban geek, the multicultural maestros yes, sir. in the building, in the spaceship tonight. And as always, I am joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Lambo, Calrissian, Flex, Luthor, Beretta, Scott King. And I got a new one for you. FN2187 on the undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I had one like that, but I just went with Drink Mo Hen. As my, you know, Star Wars The Force Awakens, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> -A. That's nice. I like that, though. Thank you. Drink Mohin. Yeah. And, you know, in the third seat, as always, we have... Chico Leo, uh, a.k.a. ASAP Chico. Yes! <laughs> a.k.a. Answers with Wolves. Yes! That's it. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. Not, not wholesale Oh. No, no, that's, it, that's it for this week. Yeah. Right. Answers with Wolves, yes. though. That's a genius one right there. Answers yeah. with Wolves. ASAP Chico. ASAP Chico. Long live Chico. Word up. That's right. This is Fan Bros Show. You know how we do. It's a packed spaceship tonight because we have an extra special guest joining us, sitting in tonight on the spaceship artist extraordinaire, one of the kings of Tumblr. The man himself. About to be the king of IG right now. About to be the king of IG. You've seen his work reposted a million times or perhaps in a studio near you. Marcus Prime is in the building. Woo! Woo! Welcome too to kind, the spaceship. Man. Too kind. Y'all gassing me right now. Yo, man. you better big up yourself, man. Y'all gassing me right now, man. No, man. People <laughs> you on your promotion online, tour right bro. now, man. Gotta yeah, yeah man. People coming you... for me online, man. This king, <laughs> king of Instagram. That's what happened. You ain't what you ain't. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I guess. I guess. I, I need to work on my AKAs though. Y'all lit. Yeah, you really That's do. Right. So come on. What's the first one? I know you got one. We have one AKA for you. AKA not Optimus Prime. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Marcus Grime. You feel Marcus, remember that? Yes. Marcus know. Grime. Yeah. That's yeah. his grimy rap name. Darth Prime. You know. Like, Officer oh, Prime. Always Prime. Officer Prime. Oh, I don't know about that. We, Marcus we, Always Prime. I don't know. We kind of hate we'll, officers we'll, we'll up here. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Especially John Wayne. Um, <laughs> yeah. So are you related to Optimus Prime? Not at all. Uh, he, keeps, not, he keeps he keeps trying to make the affiliation, but right, really. I bet. <laughs> yeah, it's all him, right? Yeah. Marcus Prime numbers. Like I don't know, yo. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's Fanbro Show. The voice of the urban geek. Let me say that again. There's only one <laughs> fan bro show yeah. on Loudspeakers Network. Yeah, let, let, let's make a PSA real quick. <laughs> yeah. Because first of all, the listeners, you guys are fantastic. We would not be here because of, uh, uh, unless it was for you. Like, you guys listen. You guys 
tune in. You guys tell other people about it. Make sure you're telling even more people about it because we some hearing some things that don't sound right right now. Yeah, it's just, you know, some words are out there in the ether and we're not going to get much more into that. But yeah. that does bring me to another point. I was watching yeah. uh, Bill Maher this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, he came back off break mm-hmm. and... He sometimes I disagree with Bill. Sometimes I think he goes way too hard on you know Islam and all that mess. He do be going way too hard. Way too hard. But you know overall I like him and he made a point because he's been on the air some some years and he has this thing where he's trying to get Obama to come on the show. But his point was that he's not here for himself. He's here for you, the viewer. Mm. Like if you disagree with him, that's fine. You know that's fine and dandy because that's what he's about. He's not about you know he's like I never asked you for this. You know. I never asked you, like, yo, go fill out the Fanbros survey, you know, <laughs> fanbros.com, or any of that stuff. But I do want to make sure that people understand that Fanbros show is here for you. You know, we are yes. here to talk about things, to make points. Sometimes you'll agree with us, sometimes you won't. But we're not here just to be, you know, like, out we're not here, here to be yes about, men. Yeah. We're not here to to be everyone has to agree with us. Like, that's that's part of what makes the show so special, because we encourage dissent. We encourage people to put, feel what we're saying and not feel what we're saying and have a conversation about it. I will block the shit out of you on Twitter, though. Let me let hey. you know. If you, <laughs> if you say anything real crazy to me or just keep coming, you know, sorry that it might happen. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, Fanbro Show is here for you. Thank you for all the listeners for always, you know, supporting us doing everything we asked, filling out that survey, yes. you know, just various good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I heard everyone at Viacom has syphilis and bed bugs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, we have friends over at Viacom. Oh, we can't man. say that all of them have syphilis and bed bugs. Right, just maybe, a large maybe a majority. Syphilis or bed bugs. It's all right to be mad, Chico. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a large majority. Um did you see this, though? You know, in other strange and insane news, uh, I see that Stan Lee thinks the Avengers will cross over with Star Wars and films. Oh, Jesus. What, I, why? Why? That I is was going to say, question. and why? Just why? Money. Fuck the money. Man, why? Where's the sense? Don't you have enough money? Well, why? What, no. No, this is doing? Disney we're talking about. There's never w- enough money. At what point, where's, the, where's the, the nexus point where these worlds are supposed to converge? They could do a time-traveling Guardians of the Galaxy and then mm. go back to a galaxy far, far They could away. make it work, but why? Right. No, that's, I, that's, I, I agree. Because Star-Lord and Ham Solo on a film together. <laughs> right. That's wow. Right. Wow. Why? I mean, just let Wolverine just slaughter everything. Like, just throw him in space. And just... Sometimes I'm a proponent of merging universes, but this is just, I think it's that's just OD. too much. I it's think it's, it's yeah. mad OD, and I, it's wild OD, you know, when I really think <laughs> about it. Because it's just like, it's, certain universes do benefit from having, like, those times when they converge. And there's other times where you are essentially creating a black hole. And that's how yeah. I feel. I feel this would be a black hole for, for media coverage. I think this would be a black hole for... Um, you know, d- toys and and shoes oh and you know God. the whole nine yards. Like, imagine how how hard they go. I'm not even imagine. See how hard they went for Star Wars and mm-hmm. are continuing to go. See how hard they go for that and put that together. They're just trying to corner the market as usual. And Stanley, I think he's trying. But to you do don't a need lot. your market's already cornered. But he's trying Disney to owns, monopolize it. Like, the, the, but they basically have they Disney, Disney owns, owns the biggest franchise in the history. And then the second biggest franchise. Yeah. And now yeah. the second biggest franchise in the history of of franchises when it comes to film, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, what I was going to say of uh, 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 TV. TV. I, I mean, Although everything. Star Trek is, up but no, there, like Paramount. clothing. Yeah. 
just all sorts of crap. So I, I just don't see where this would help. I mean, I'm, I'm here for a, a Kylo Ren Scarlet Witch uh, <laughs> undercover relationship. I mean, I, I, I honestly, it sounds like it sounds like fan fiction to me. The almost. only one I want to see in that universe, in Star Wars universe, just put Magneto in there, and I just want to see that. Oh, you want to see how that goes? I want to see that with the Force. Like, no I'll, I'll take that. ships left. I'll take that. Take all the ships all down. All ships down. Just, like the end of the uh, uh, Force Unleashed, where he just yep. pulls down. The, I want to see Magneto do that. That's cool. Mm. I can deal with that. Um, also, and speaking of Star Wars, you heard that, um, what's the name of it? Ride Along 2 yes. finally knocked it out of its perch. After four weeks, Ride Along 2 knocked down Star Wars, become the number one movie f- with $34 million. Wow, not bad. You yeah. know, salutes to Kevin Hart and Ice Cube himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big up, big up. Yeah, and Ice Cube's been uh, in the news a lot lately because of the... Um, Oscar situation, uh, shall we say? A lot of people. <laughs> well, the, the NWA reunion isn't that happening? Isn't is that still yeah, happening? Yeah, there's gonna be an NWA reunion at Coachella. Oh, they're Ooh. doing Coachella along really? with Pearl Jam. Yeah, no, uh, Guns and Roses Guns is also oh, getting together. How about they do a song together while right. I'm That would be. Now that's a convergence. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Just do that. <laughs> that's a comic book in itself. Yes. Yeah, oh Guns God. and Roses and NWA. NWA. That's right. Oh, that would man. be lit. That is, I mean, I, they should draw it like super. That would be lit too. like 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> it still be lit now. I think now. people would still buy it like. Because I'm saying, I still think it would be lit now. It depends. It has to be marketed right. Yeah, yeah, depending. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ice Cube <laughs> and a lot of other people have been in the news lately for the Oscars, and uh, so let's talk about the Oscar casting. Oscars so white. Hashtag. Shouts to <laughs> Reign of April. Yeah, big shouts to Reign of April. I mean, it's a lot of people we got to shout out right now. But before we get into that, you know, we just got to say the, you know, the phrase to pay. You got it, sir. This week in the N-word. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you know what time it is. I'm sorry. I just we need like a gong there. or something when we go into this because... Um, well, you want to talk about the good stuff first, or you want to talk about the bad There's stuff? good stuff about the Oscars? You tell me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, some of the... No, no, no. I try to, I try to find it, but I can't find it. Yeah, well, um, the Oscar nominations came out this week, last week, whenever it was, and there was not a single person of color nope. in any category. No. Am I correct in saying that? I believe you are correct. Alejandro Inarudu is, is Latino. Was okay. he nominated for Best Director for The Revenant? Yes. Okay, so yeah, because he did get the Globe for that, yes. too. So, yes. all right. Um, so he's won. Uh, there we go. You, you know, know, it's a start. So it is. Yeah. So um, the Oscar So White hashtag popularized or created by uh, Reign of April created, yes. last year, you know, once again came into play because the Oscars are still so white, white as cocaine, you know, and it's just looking all kind of crazy. But, you know, of course, everyone has had what they had to say on Twitter. Jada Pinkett Smith herself came out and in a video kind of didn't really say let's ban the and Oscars. And I was going to say let's be, uh, let's uh, be clear. very clear. She yeah. never said ban, boycott, or any other B word in, yes. in relation to the Oscars. She didn't say boycott? No. No. Okay. She no. Said, and I was saying that but media and everyone else puts words in people's mouths. Yeah, I haven't seen that. What she said essentially was making sure that we're thinking more as black people and people of color of how we put certain things on pedestals when they don't necessarily care about us in the sense of, as you see, all these years. And she was, obviously, she's not the first one to talk about it, speak about it. There's been years of people saying, yo, y'all need to get your shit together when it comes to Oscar nominations, when it comes to recognition. And to be to be very truthful, when, when you're an actor, when you're in that industry, regardless of what everyone 
says or say, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. No, the Oscars are a big deal. No, the Oscars are the epitome in that in that industry, that that is the epitome of recognition. That is the epitome of your craft. Like when people mm-hmm. get an Oscar, that truly does mean something. I feel what Jada was saying about you know we need to make our own. Stop begging, which is true. Stop begging to be acknowledged. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. It's a but the only problem I have with her statements was that's kind of a catch twenty two because in a way when it comes to new and upcoming actors, that that's a good way for them to destroy their careers right then and there by not trying to do anything with anybody else by saying, you know, fuck the Oscars, fuck this, yeah, fuck that. No, no, no. It, like, I think uh, Patti LaHell on Twitter said it best when she was like, we're not begging for inclusion we're or not. something. We just want to be respected like anyone right. else. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I agree with. Yeah, it's, in, it's so, like, I don't think we should have to create, I mean, for one, we have our own. We have the NAACP Awards, you know. We have this award. We have that award. We have the soon-to-be Fanbro Show Awards. Right. But we don't have... It doesn't matter. You know, like, if you win a Fanbro Show Award, you should still be able to win an Oscar. Like, there shouldn't yes. be some, oh, no, you only get this because right. you're brown. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No, exactly. that's terrible. So did, did you guys see what John Singleton said? No. no. So he said something similar to uh, something I said on one of the special deliveries, which is basically he was calling the Oscars bullshit because they're always looking backwards. He used the example of Do the Right Thing was obviously the best picture. Yeah. 1989. Do you guys remember what won? In uh, Driving Miss Driving Daisy. Daisy. Now, here's the whole yeah. thing. Driving Miss Daisy, they were trying to give an award to Jessica Tandy for her 30, 40 years. But that's the problem. Like, like Driving Miss Daisy, like, no one cares about that. You know, whatever. But they gave it best picture. It's the same thing with The Departed. It's not Martin Scorsese's best movie, but they gave that best picture. Mm-hmm. But they didn't give it to Taxi. They didn't even nominate Taxi Driver. They didn't give it to Raging Bull. So they're always looking backwards. And and none of the, I mean, basically John Singleton was saying none of them are relevant. You got to give it like five right. or ten years to see which you know which movies come. You know, the reality is for the rest of as long as humans are on Earth, people can be talking about do the right thing more than but, driving. But I can argue now, even then, looking backwards, there's plenty of people of color that they can pick. Oh, from. without a doubt, yeah. absolutely. So what's yeah. it, it, there is no excuse. So obviously, you know, people. There's a lot of people who agree with Jada. A lot of people will be like, I don't agree with you. Some well, people, some people were like, Yo, why'd you just come up now talking about Aunt this? Viv, Aunt Viv did yeah, not agree with her. A few people, you know, at all, very much disagreed with her. Um, Janet Aunt, Hubert. Is there we her go. Real Thank name. you, Janet Hubert. Uh, Aunt Viv, the original Aunt Viv, the one that everyone knows and loves, mm-hmm. came out with a video where she dragged Jada Pinkett and her husband through the mud, through mm-hmm. the dirt, through yeah. the coals, under buses. Right. So <laughs> I have to see the video because I only saw the transcript. Oh, you have to I see saw, the video. I no. read the transcript, so I know it's transcript different. Doesn't give, it's different. different. It doesn't give the it's venom. It's different. I get you. Yeah, the fury. So here's the thing, though. Patty, 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 man. Boy, she is eating patty cake today. Patty cake. Now, <laughs> through all that, you know, it's so much petty that I didn't agree with her. At, at the end of the day, I was like, look, man, you going too hard. And I feel like this is still based off your 20 year plus year beef about about being suppo- blacklisted. Will by Smith Will probably Smith. asked his enemies to start the Jeep when on Rivers around. <laughs> it is like, well, it, you know, like it's I said, I, I do believe that, that there was something went down between them and thus her career suffered because of it. I, I agree that but you know she's been holding it for 20 plus years and it's and and she has said this every five years or so she comes back having an issue with this i think you know she's gonna stay petty with that you're gonna stay petty with that all right whatever but the validity the the one valid point that i believe she did have was the fact that like you said you shouldn't even have to worry about 
Like, I guess I get it, but I also I don't. Like, she said, well, the Oscars is not the most important thing. Like, we could be doing our own, blah, blah, blah. You know, why Why are you telling up-and-coming actors not to fuck with it when that could be, like, their lifeblood to more things? Yes. That's the only thing that I was kind of feeling. I, I was like, all right, I see where you're coming from. But it was wrapped in petty. So, yeah. I don't know. Marcus, what do you think? I feel the same way. Like, we talked about it earlier, and she made a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. But the presentation, like, it... it I, no one can get past your beef with Will Smith. Like the whole video, I was trying to get the good points out of it, mm-hmm. and she was making some. Yeah, but it's just like, but then she has to throw in the 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 old stuff, and it was like, can, can you separate the two? And maybe I think people were supporting her though. She was getting a lot. Of yeah, support. she was. Yeah. Getting, but she's I feel t- like yeah. it's just for sure. It's just it's just when you're coming at them. I feel like it's not going to be as effective because of the way you did it. Because so, of the you know. way, right. And the history behind it. Like, I understand your whole life doesn't maybe not revolve around them, but the way you react to so many things yeah. that do involve them, I think that yeah. that's what it is. And, I mean, the video, though, like I said, you got to see the video because I could just see the flames popping up behind her like she was going, <laughs> like, Super <laughs> Saiyan on them. really, I like, mean, you know, like her hair was just about to turn blonde Someone and pointed out. out that she had the comic... Filter she had the comic book filter that you have. She on had, the, I did see the screenshot of that. She had the comic photo book booth? filter with it the dots. So it made it even matrix, funnier. It was like, a very weird filter. Yeah, it was yeah. a very she weird. She was about filter. to go like Super so, Saiyan or something. That's exactly. Yeah, that's Spike, exactly what I'm saying. Like Spike Bruno. Lee also said that he he would boycott the Oscars, only yes. he wouldn't give back the Oscar that he got, <laughs> he got in November. No, <laughs> right. hell no. So you have that's the other thing is that these I mean, are if he gives the most popular, these are not the most popular people in Hollywood. Like the Smiths have a weird reputation because the Scientology. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of them throwing you know there's a reputation of them throwing other people under the bus just looking after themselves and but see that's kids. the point she that's, pointed those things that's, that's the point, point that but, but that's false because will smith's company has produced atl it's produced um like like three or four or five other movies that have right. black actors that aren't their family yeah so that's not you know that's I think a that was false personal statement. from her yeah. that's, what, that's what i'm saying like you have to like that's fine like you have a personal vendetta all right you know i'm gonna put everything you say with a grain of salt because they have been doing stuff. Like you said, you, there's lots of stuff people don't like about them, like you mentioned Chico, and people are kind of iffy about it. At the same time, Jada, for one, has been riding for black women forever. Yeah. They've been riding for black people forever. Yes, uh, particularly Will has said some questionable stuff. As of like a couple of months ago, he was saying he believes in prejudice but thinks there's no such thing as racism. <sighs> so, because he thinks, he said racism in the definition of one systemic race, racism. No, race. His definition he, that he said was quote um, when one race thinks they're superior to another. That's the that definition of prejudice. I think that's what he said. Um, all right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know we're we're you know I'm at least a big fan of Jaden Smith. You know there's to be no you know dragging <laughs> of Jayden. you know of the Smith family over here. You know, but I Aunt Viv did have her good points, but. That venom that the it was, venom was coated crazy. in, you know, that it was steeped in. So the other you know interesting what I... angle on all this is Chris Rock. Oh, so obviously oh, yeah. you have this whole history of black performers performing for white audiences yes. and not for not for black people. But then you also have. Um, the Oscar host thing is totally based on numbers. Like, if everyone boycotts the Oscars, Chris Rock loses out on a paycheck next year. Now, I'm not saying anybody should do anything based on whether Chris Rock is going to get paid, but, like, basically, when the Oscar numbers are low, then the hosts don't get invited back. Chris Rock will be all right. I think people are going to watch it because he's hosting. But, again, let's not perpetuate. Homegirl did not say boycott. She said she was going to watch, and she said she wasn't going. Yeah. And she said, y'all, and she, but... Whether you want to call it side shade or whatever, she she wrapped it in quote unquote love. She was just like, you know, love to you. She said love to Chris. She said good luck to you. Like she Chris Rock, she 
wanting people she was just make just sharing her feeling about what she feels about the situation and how she's going to handle it she never said yo you need to do this too she i mean neil, neil patrick harris opened his oscars thing last year by welcoming the best and the whitest yeah i know yeah. No, but it was terrible too yeah. it was like really oh, his, un- his joint it was, was really unfunny yeah, yeah it was not wow. it was it was really unfunny well i haven't watched the oscars in like a decade i'm not planning on watching them this year so the, yeah. I, i'm not i'm neither boycotting or or not boy i mean i just i don't watch the oscars <laughs> Like, I'm, I think, I'm just not going to be there. Uh, as we wrap this up, big shout out to Don Cheadle because he tweeted at Chris Rock, yo, Chris, I'll see you at the Astros. They got me parking cars on floor G. <laughs> <laughs> Don, you know, respect, sir. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with much more fan bros. Yes, yes, you are rocking with the best. This is the one and only Megatron Don. And when I am not out pushing the Tesla, when I am not out buying Asian stocks at 11 o'clock at night, when I am not out doing things that you can't do that I can't tell you about because I would have to kill you if I did, I am listening to Fan Bros. You know what it is, all right? One. Welcome back, fan bros, to this spectacular episode of Fan Bros Show. You have myself, Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess, DJ Ben Ami, ah, oh, Space Coast Producer Kimsonian, the uh, what wholesaler Moon himself. Wholesaler Moon, no ASAP <laughs> Chico anymore. ASAP Chico, <laughs> and joined by special special guest Marcus Prime, Yo, cousin to Optimus Prime, cousin to Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. Marcus, yes. There's a lot of people that know you. A lot of people. I guess. There's a lot of people who don't know you. Tell us who you are. Um, well, I guess uh, I'm just finding out that me and Optimus Prime are cousins. <laughs> um, I'm an illustrator. Uh, that's the safest title to give myself. Uh, infamous on, on the internet. Oh. I like infamous better because uh, I guess my name's popping up in places I have no idea. And there's, you know. All really? Kinda, oh, yeah. I, I've, I've heard all kind of things that about me that i had no idea you know it's wow, wow but as wow. far as i know i just i just do illustration <laughs> you know things that i love to draw you yes. know, uh focus on the black woman and just trying to put mm-hmm. her in a better light and things that i grew up liking like superheroes and right. you know science fiction and stuff of that nature right. but so that's that's what i'm gonna say on the radio that's what that's fine. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pepper that a little bit more. I'm, I'm gonna spice that up a little bit more oh, because God. you're not just an illustrator, sir. You <laughs> encompass Afrocentric, Afrocentricity, the black woman and geek culture at the zenith of what I would think would be zenith. what could like be presented in, in art form. Seriously. Seriously, I'm a huge fan of yours, number one. I appreciate it. And like I said, number two, like, I mean, I, I know you're, you're humble, you're on a humble, you don't want to, you know, be too brash or whatever, but I just feel like you, I'm not sure if you have any idea how much your work is, how influential it is, and how much people gravitate towards it on many different levels. Not You have the right. art level, just the fact that people like looking at it, they think it looks cool, whatever. But also, like I said, you're speaking to a large set of people. You're speaking to black women primarily. You're speaking to black people. You're speaking to all people who are into uh, geek culture because, right. I mean, you wrap a lot of the different things like anime and stuff into your work. So... You know, I know you've answered this before, but like, how did you get into this art? Um, well, I mean, I've really um, always been into it since I was a toddler. Mm. Uh, 
when I lived with my grandmother when I was very young, you know, she always, you know, let me have the Sunday paper. And that's really mm. the root of it. You know, I used to like read Peanuts and, and Garfield and try to just sketch whatever I saw. I just Was Boondocks out when you were when you had the Sunday paper? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no. Uh this was way back Calvin know, and Hobbes? You know, that was there Calvin and Hobbes. Kathy. That's definitely Kathy. yeah. Family oh parade. Family circus and all that. <laughs> Kathy is the worst. Oh my God. Um, Doomsbury. Uh what's the what's the doc the big dog with the Clifford? No, no, no. no. It, that's oh, the Sunday oh, paper. Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was say, no, what's Tim, the one with yeah. Opus? I used to try to draw him. The Great Dane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and a lot of those, and then eventually, you know, my mom started putting comic books, actual comic books, in my hand. And Spider Man was one of the first, and also cartoons. My first real cartoon was Ninja Turtles. Who? Right. Ah. And I saw that in yeah. another interview. So if you say Ninja Turtles, so Spider Man was that like uh, Todd McFarlane days? Before, like right, right before, before, you know, yeah. I was born in '86. You know, just okay. So like right before Todd McFarlane, and um, like I said, Ninja Turtles was the first real cartoon that I got into because we didn't have cable in Germany. So she used to catch me up on American cartoons and buy me like a whole box set of. So that's all I had was just Ninja Turtles and Looney Tunes, and I used to mm. literally pause the TV and try to draw off the TV. Oh, and wow. so Spider Man was probably the first character I could draw from memory because that was all I was drawing. Wow. So by the time I even you know really moved to the states because my parents were military. Right, right, right. So that's all I knew how to draw was Spider Man and a couple Ninja Turtle things, and so superheroes have just always been in the mix for me. Right. So. Were there any German characters or cartoon <laughs> characters? Or I was only I there. mean, you were in Germany, right? I was only there for so long, and you know, when you're in a military base, it's just right, still it's in American. American yeah. Right, exactly, it's American okay. They keep you very much away unless you're going off base yeah. frequently. It's still easy to just be American. Did like, you go to school there at all? I was in, like, pre-K for, like, a year. And okay. Then, mm. then I left, so I didn't really get... The, you know, really in-depth in German culture. Right. <laughs> well, you know, maybe in not one specific place, but since that you've had the experience of moving around a lot and just being uh -huh. able to experience different cultures, even for a small moment in time, you know, I, I can guess that that has wrapped itself into your work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've lived, I mean, including where I've lived on my own and then growing up military, I've probably lived in 11 states and I'm about to move to California. So wow. I've just always had a, a itch to just go somewhere else. You gotcha. know what I'm uh, it's very, my dad was very much uh, influential in that. He always took us on road trips. So he probably visited almost every state in wow. this country because he always was mm. trying to show us that there's other things going on besides what's in this little bubble. Yeah. You know, and I think just because of, because of that, it made me very anxious to learn about other cultures. You know, I got you. Being in military families, you know, a lot of people are always married to different people from different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Filipino, Korean, like everything. Right. So I've always been anxious just to kind of like, you know, mix that into my art because it's, it's very important I think like you can be an, uh, a person of color and still be aware of what's going on yeah. in the rest of the world and so. I think what you said it, it proved uh, like you know struck a chord because when you say you have the itch to go somewhere else mm -hmm. you do that in your art you right. you take the the female form the black woman the form of the black woman and you take them on journeys really um, you have one where you have a woman um, she's in chains. It's called, I think it's called Van, Vanity uh, Slave. Vanity Slave. Mm -hmm. She's in chains being pulled in different directions. And right. then she has like different robotic hands like doing her hair, doing her makeup, doing this, doing that. And like I said, that, that takes people to different places. Right. Then you have stuff where where my favorites where you have um, original DBZ-like characters. Yeah. You know, so you have like little... You know, I, I, mean, I you tell me they even have names, but yeah. you have, you know, Froku. like... Froku. Froku, right? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. Um, I call it Afro Ball. Mm. And... Um, and people don't realize a lot of this stuff is actually stuff I used to do when I was little. In middle school, wow. I actually had one. And I, I wasn't always incorporating the black woman 
when I was a child too, that because I, I had to unlearn a lot of stuff. So it's kind of like a journey for me. That's what people don't get is mm. artists are kind of taking you on a journey with them. So it took, this is like me, you know, unlearning a lot of stuff. But I did have a version in middle school, it was all black dudes, it was called Snakeball. And I used to do like my favorite Dragon Ball Z scenes and redraw them with, with black dudes. And like they had on like Air Force Ones and shit. Like, you know nice. what I'm saying? Like the way I identify with it. So right. that's why it's important. Like Afro Ball is now. Like Froku, even though she's mimicking Goku in a sense, she still has her own identity. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like people notice that she has a lion's tail instead of a monkey's tail. Yes. I felt like as if they're black characters, I think that's kind of degrading if they were turning into apes. I was just you know what I'm saying? Say, Little right. stuff like that that mm. people mm. kind of caught. Because I, I made the changes very subtly and, and people were catching it. Like, I felt like it would be more empowering if if this was a black version. she turned into a lion. You know, I'm like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and she has her own personality. And one day maybe I'll be able to, you know, really expand on it. But it's just fun to just be able to show people other perspectives. Like, hey, it would be cool if it was like this. Because you, you never know who's looking and that might inspire them to go in another direction. So, Totally, totally. Yeah. Now, right now, you know, things are going great for you. You're about to make this move to Cali and everything. But I saw that you said on one of your greatest obstacles that you've overcome is that you basically, you know, had like some rough years recently. Like things weren't always where you were, the, you know, king of the Instagram, Tumblr world, <laughs> you know, studios around the world, right. all that good stuff. Right. So, like, you know, can you tell people like, you know, because that's something we're always interested in is how people make it to where they get to where yeah, they are. The journey. So, like, yeah, so what, you know, took you, like, what were you going through and what got you out of there? Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess I'll sum, sum it up as best yeah. as possible. Um, I mean, you brought up Tumblr, and, and Tumblr was kind of the, the, the catapult. And um, at the time, I was kind of, I had kind of just left the comfort I was in. I was living in Central Florida. And, uh, you know, it was one of those situations where you're living in a small town where nothing's happening mm. and everybody's talking about their big dreams, but no one's really doing shit. Right. So it was more of a situation like, all right, I got to do something. I had just gotten out of the Air Force. I was in for six years and I didn't really capitalize on it. I didn't really do what, you know, you know, there's a lot of things that when you get out of the military, you know, you know all these benefits and stuff. And I wasn't really aware of the things I could have, mm. but I knew I wanted to be an artist. So I kind of just hitchhiked my way, literally. Like wow. all I had was like my duffel bag and a motorcycle. And one of my boys was living in Miami and he was like, you can sleep on the couch. And it was kind of just like, fuck it. You know, I don't really know what I'm doing. I found a job at like a boutique, sneaker boutique in Aventura. Anybody who's from Miami, they know where that is. That's the one right off South Beach? Yeah. I know it's, that. You know, go up US 1, it's not that far. Yep. Um, and so it was just more of those things where Miami is very standoffish. You know, I used to go to galleries and kind of offer to apprentice like, yo, I, I sweep the floors, like whatever. Just I just want to be just in this be. industry and just learn. Mm -hmm. And Miami was very standoffish. Like if you don't know somebody, they're not, let, they're not fucking with you. It was just like, like no. LA. And so luckily this thing called yeah. Tumblr came out and, you know, I was living... I lived in a hostel for a minute. Wow. I lived in, in a recording studio for like two years. Like, well, not two years. It felt like two years. I was like maybe a half a year. And I was just hopping around, you know, couch surfing. And, and I really wasn't, wasn't aware of where I was going. I just knew my art was all I wanted to get out. And that was my one consistent thing in all this, the struggles. And Tumblr kind of gave me that, that first spotlight where people started seeing my work. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Jasmine and Pocahontas piece I did of them smoking. Uh, they were smoking weed. That's yeah. like six years old now. That was the piece That's that kind of like catapulted my name, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess long story short from there, as I was like kind of getting my life together and figuring out where I was going, Tumblr was kind of spreading my name out there. And uh, I, when I said about unlearning earlier, I was talking about how I started to kind of realize this void where there was no like people of color really being in these positions that I felt like they should have been in. You know, growing up watching anime and superhero cartoons, we can all probably name all the the, the characters of color in like five minutes mm. and so i felt like Less. instead of continuing to complain <laughs> yeah probably a minute yeah. instead of complaining let me try to like 
contribute. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Let me kind of yes. like do my part. And that kind of started helping people really know who I was. And also what she pointed out about the black woman, kind of just trying to put her in a light of like, I feel like she's only being seen in a handful of ways. Let me kind of expand on that. Like, we're, we're versatile, you know what I'm saying? Just because we're black doesn't mean we're limited. We're humans like everybody else, and we have as much capabilities, if not more, than anybody else. So why aren't we being reflected in that way? So, mm-hmm. you know. do, do you work straight on the computer, or do you draw, you draw, you know, normal, traditional, like, on a board? I do, a, um... I mean, at that time on mm-hmm. Tumblr, I was doing digital, and I'm actually about to delve back into it. Um, but right now, I do all traditional, all marker oh, yeah. work. Cool. Um, that's actually a huge. I should hashtag it. What kind of what kind of markers do you use? Because that like pops up. That's the drawing right there. Right. Um, yeah. If you look at your drawings, a yeah. lot of times you'll see whatever. And, I, and it's funny because I'll put the markers in every drawing and the names right there, and people are like, "Still, what, what are you doing?" Yeah. I, I could have a separate show just about. What are those? Like it's it's that bad, and I it was in my bio. You might want to like, call your show. What are those? Tell, you, last, tell your peoples right now. I did a class. My <laughs> la- I did a workshop in Atlanta and literally called it "What Are Those?" Nice, literally. Hashtag. And, um, the marker brands were. It was in my bio for like half a year. Yeah. The brands, the paper, everything. People were like, "What are you using?" I'm like, you know, people will not do research on the internet. But it's not they even real research. It's like if you go on Instagram, you're, you you have the paper, the paper, you have the you. marker I, in the shot right here. You like, just gotta read it. It's you know we can get into that. I sound like an old man talking about this generation, but you know, they don't want to <laughs> read. Snapchat generation. They, they want everything on. handed to them. You know what I'm saying? Like I could put. I remember I'll I write the most elaborate caption, and somebody will still ask me, "Where do I sign up?" I'm like, I just, I really right. just so, read. So you know, considering these, you know, whether you want to call it first world struggles, like <laughs> as, as you say, what kind of market you use, or, or or real world struggles where you said like at one point you was basically couch surfing. Right. Do you? Is there like something now you just feel like as an artist you just, just pisses you off or just just something you just feel like is not right? That's a good point. Um, people don't appreciate the struggle. And I'm not saying that you have to go to a struggle to be validated as an artist, but a lot of people come to me and they're like, how? And they're thinking I can give them some magic answer of how to get here now. Mm. And, I, and it's kind of like an insult to any of us artists who had to work to get where we are, yes. if that makes any sense. No, it makes like, sense. By all means, I would love for my kids to be able to just jump right in. When I have kids, I want to be, that's what any, I guess, person that provides for the next generation, you want to help them. But it's like, I can't tell you what to do. There's no book that says how to be an artist and just here. This Mm. is the manual. There is none. Even you guys, all of you guys, we all had our own struggles to get here. Coming in the industry, there's no specific path. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you have to go through your own. Like, I can give you advice. I can help you as much as I can. But you're going to have to go through something. You know, so that's probably my only really issue is just like nobody appreciates the struggle. Have you had issues with people taking your work and then oh, making T-shirts God. or every, you know, because I just actually God. saw there's a, a, a I don't know if it could be you, but like someone selling a shirt. Of the oh, there's Jasmine tons of people. Contest, tons, and tons, you don't tons. Get, How do you, and I mean, what do you do? Because you have to have legal protection. For yeah. That. Like what when do you I did do? that drawing, I didn't have any. Right. I wasn't educated on how it works. Right. And especially on the Internet, it's such a dangerous place. And that's, again, yes. with the struggle you know, high risk, high reward. People don't don't know about the stuff that like I had to go through to get this kind you know, I've been through three Instagram pages, you know, from being flagged and deleted just for, you know, nipples, you know, like it's, so it's like all these little things. And that drawing is probably the most bootlegged drawing easily in, in this, in the planet. Like it's, Kazakhstan. I didn't even know that was a real place. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a big ass country. There was a hookah lounge that had my drawing, like a giant poster. Wow. Oh, that's wicked. And I'm like, see, that's kind of 
kind of like flat. at the same time. No, someone no, else kept tagging see, me. Now, that's hard. It's like flat. I'm like, damn, I'm across the world. But it's like, damn, I'm across the world. I ain't yeah. getting paid for this. Korea. <laughs> Korea. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm at markets in Korea on T-shirts. I'm, right. I've been seen in Miami, every oh. New York, Kings Plaza. There were shirts everywhere, and all my wow. friends was like, "Yo, son, you need to come peep this." And I'm like, "Really?" So you got but, people reproducing your stuff like Banksy levels. Yeah, like I'm like it's like it's like almost bootlegging mixtape. Like that's my my stuff's all over the place. Where Shit. it's at a point where I could have kept complaining about it, but I knew I didn't do my part legally, so I I used that momentum to like keep expanding you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i was like okay people at least know i'm out here let me build off of that and now i i have been educated and i have my stuff together so you know i can l- always look at that i took that l but it's also still people know me from it it's a learning experience you know so well. it's a, yeah it's a learning experience so it's cool but you about to sue everybody that do that oh, again I'm right taking them all down <laughs> come down the street in a fur coat all of y'all now, now all this now like we were saying you're definitely you know known very well on instagram tumblr another thing like you know, me and Tatiana were talking about and that I've seen in your work is that you use the onk. And mm-hmm. you one thing that I really like, because I always argue this side, is like I like how you reappropriate characters, but then you also create your own new characters. So it's not like people could just say, oh, why don't you go create your own? <laughs> like, yeah, you just make them black. Oh, you know, man. Like, oh, my God. That's that's I, I'm sure you've gotten you. that. Thank you. And that's you know so what? Ridiculous. This is this is a very cheesy plug, but that's actually I'm literally dropping a book about that exact thing oh. uh, in the oh, spring nice. um so get the acronym is called bruh black renditions of universal heroes can i get in this book it's Please. you know what it's almost done right give now. me this Yo, book. No, you guys will a see forward it. something guys I, I can it. rant and it's, rave on this give me a forward it's yeah. literally there's gonna be other volumes trust me we're gonna work you guys oh my in. god um, i need an essay it's literally about that and that's like because I always ha- hated the issue of how people would bring that up because I would my issue my argument forever will be that's what was done to our history. I love that. Bro. Y'all have been changing the color of Thank our history you. and repackaging it for since the beginning of time. Thank so what's you. the difference right now? Because I, you know, I was raised in church and that Jesus on the wall, I, you uh, know, so what's the difference it. between right. me turning superwoman? And and the difference is not only I, I could I could understand because I, I used to hate when I would see a character and they just turn it brown. Mm-hmm. You didn't right. give us any. Nothing else changed. You didn't give her any life. Like right. yeah. I actually recreated her. And kept some things, you know, that said you would know that this is that character. The gee, like the gee, but yeah. the orange gee, and but but she she's has, clearly she has a, her own black individual. girl hair. She has, you know, what yeah, I mean, like, like even even and and it would be every character. If you asked me about any of them, I could give you a story. I don't just draw them like, oh, this is the black version of this. No, mm-hmm. this is an actual character that I could put in this universe, and you would be like, damn, that actually makes sense. Like especially with with African culture, a lot of these stories would make more sense. I think Dragon Ball Z would have been epic if it was an African Big shouts to Juno Diaz, who who came on our show and made the exact same point. Like, Like, I mean, just... This is not rocket science. None of it exists, like as he said, none of this exists without the struggles that we've been through as a people. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, like, that that point you made is exactly what I've been trying to tell people. No, thank you, because that's like, oh, my God. (laughs) It it just irks me to no end (laughs) because it's like, bruh, it's like, like, you're a fan of... Oh no! You're no. Trust me, I could go on. Like you're a fan of the turtles. Oh man! But you know, April O'Neil was it's brown. April O'Neil was brown. The original, yeah. but it's in the forward of my book. See, we're, see, we're no, right bro. Here, trust bro. me, I right argue here. about April O'Neil since yeah. I was a kid. Because when the turtle show first came on, I'd been reading the comic. Yep. So the first time I saw the show, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> and and people were like, it's "What are you talking deal. about? She's white. She's it's white." And I'm deal. like, "This woman has a cherry curl, like it's, you know, in the book." And now I try to get people to understand 
it's easy when you're in a country that is that is that reflects you that wouldn't be a big deal to you mm -hmm. but for me i try to tell people you don't understand how big it is for a child of any of color period to look on tv and see anything that comes close to them thank you they don't understand that because you never had everybody looks like you you've never had to to wonder oh man superman he's he's got an s curl and blue eyes and, and everybody yeah. looks like you like they don't understand because they don't have that's not an issue of that they have to grow they up with they didn't have to and understand. i started on the comic too so when i saw the comic and she had a jerry curl and even in black and white she's great she's, yes, she has she's color. great there's so other here baxter stockman is clearly black in the you know, comic like, clearly come on and they just you know People do Forget not it. get it. People don't understand they what it's like. Them. I yeah. don't understand what it's like. I, I just want to point out that the adult actress who took April O'Neil's name for herself is actually half Latina. I just wanted to point oh, that, that out. That, that's good to know. So, so she valid. is bringing you know, some, some uh, veracity valid. to the valid. role. Yeah. Definitely. No, thank you. Because like I say, that's just a problem I've had since you know, day one. And I just think, like you said, if a character is universal, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't make Black Panther white. You know, just like I can't make Thank Red you. Scroll black. But, you know, it's like for the, or Steve Rogers black. But for the vast majority of it, and then some people will come at you and be like, well, we have Miles Morales. And I'm like, I love Miles, but I don't, it, it's at the same time, to me, that's that's kind of even more degrading. Like, yes. here's the black hero who can be, you know, he can be Spider-Man when Peter Parker doesn't want to be Spider-Man. Right. You know, Rhodes can be Iron Man when Tony Stark doesn't exactly. want to be Iron Man. Like, fuck out of here. And they bunched him in. I feel like they tried to bunch too many. Oh, he's black, and he's half this, and he's gay. <laughs> right. And he's like, they're trying to please right. 15 audiences right. at they one time. They gotta meet the quotas. And my issue is, I'm not, when I recreate these characters, I have plenty of originals. I'm just trying to open up other people's eyes to what could be. Because my issue is, there's, Marvel's doing like a lot of like charity to me with a lot uh -oh. of these superhero flips. And I'm, I mean, I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, the, the, they're giving us the black Captain America now, and they got the, the black Thor. And it's like, why didn't you just make a new character? Like, what, what would be so hard to give us more characters? And people say, say that's complaining, but I'm like, it's not. That's a valid request for us to just get more. Especially in the America we're in, mm -hmm. that's not ridiculous of me to see something that reflects us when we're clearly right here. This is five of us. So you can't give us five. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. no. Storm has is, is been holding it down by herself for how many years? Can she have some friends? Can, can she have some friends? Like, no, see, and I all, but I also will say, like, because I, I used to be on the other side, like when the Avengers were first made, I thought, oh, don't change any of them. You know, bring in, you know, uh, I don't know who's a black Avenger, uh, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. You know, bring her in. But now I'm like, Hawkeye could have been black in the movie. You know, would yep. it have mattered? Would it have changed anything about Clint Barton? Not a damn thing. Exactly. So it's like, and if he was black in the movie, the majority of people in the world are going to see him as black. They're going to see a black man. They're going to get that, you know, and then you have a black man hero in the first Avengers instead of having... You well, know, you have Nick Nick Fury. Is you have there. Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah, you have Nick Fury. No and doubt. they got so pissed about uh, Fantastic Four, which with the yeah, which, which the movie was not. No, that was not yeah. the problem of the movie. That's, that, and that's what yeah. everybody. That's what I was mad that about. Was, I was like, don't try to blame this on Michael no. B. Jordan. This movie was trash. Let's, no. let's, yeah. And even Stan Lee called it out, said because I wasn't in it. Yeah. Like that's a whole nother. Yo, this that man is just on another level. All right, yo. You know, we got much more episode, <laughs> much more of Marcus Prime. Let's take a quick break right here, though, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. Show. This is Nikki Phillips. And this is Stacey Strobel. And we, we're not grading papers. Or saving polar bears. We're listening to Fan Bros.
Welcome back, fam bros. <laughs> to this fun-filled, exciting episode featuring Marcus Prime. Yo. Marcus Prime lives. What's that about, by the way? Marcus Prime lives. Uh, that was after being deleted three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you got rezzed, man. So it literally was Welcome like, back. I'm in this motherfucker. Like, that's literally, I, I was so sick of like, why can't I live? Because there are literally pages full of porn. There are pages full of all kind of just Damn. obscene stuff. And I'm getting flagged because you can't handle nipples. That's literally what black you're Black women's nipples. Black women's nipples. Black women's nipples. Black women's nipples. Not just nipples. Yeah, talk about nipples. it. Like, that's what you guys are coming at me for. And I literally found a page the other day that's just full of just porn. And it's got like 400,000 followers. It's just. And your stuff is in there? No, 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 it's no, just, no, it's no. just, it's, saying, it's like an erotic oh, you're saying how they use And they're that. thriving. Okay. They've been thriving, but I've got deleted three times. So Marcus Prime lives was literally like, yo, y'all can't stop me. Like, I'm not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and also to the, it was more of an homage to my supporters because they're the ones who keep reviving me. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's big up to them because every time I got deleted, they would like, I'm, there was hashtags free Marcus Prime. Like, I was in jail wow. or some shit. Like, you know what the hell is going on 2015 like it was fan pages like i mean people were going hard and it was like it was it was humbling because like people really understood what i was trying to do so for people to support me like that that's why i kind of put it like yeah i'm not going nobody anywhere. can so, take your pride or hold you down man basically. and uh you know we i gotta say something on that because like i said you know it's black women's nipples yeah. and that might be an issue because especially like one of the things that I first, you know, I mean, obviously saw in your art was there's sexuality in it. Yeah. And I was like, I love it. You know, there's a man. I think you have one. I mean, there's definitely, you know. There's a, there's a lot of couple ones, too. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of couple ones with men performing various actions that, you know, I <laughs> myself, have perf- I, I myself, you know, <laughs> quite enjoy. So, you know, I found those pictures to be like, yes, brother. Yeah. Like, you know. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I hold your art in self, such high self-esteem. Because one thing that, I, like, people try to say, they're like, oh. Well, we got the black woman or the black person. We got the black quote or whatever. But y'all don't show them in real life situations. You don't show yeah. the love. You don't show the passion. You don't show when they're having sex. You don't show when they're sad, scared, whatever. It's always like a, a monolithic view. Oh, we can't you, be scared. Right, yeah. right. Or we can't be scared. You don't do that. Like, you... <laughs> you are very real, very real, and like he said, you and you are unapologetic about it, and right. I think that's also why I like your art so much. And just to get it out there, because that's one been one question for me. Like, I love it, but tell me why black women? Why is that has been the focus of maybe ninety five, ninety nine percent of all your work? It was again what I brought up earlier about uh, taking people on a personal journey. Mm-hmm. It was more so I, I was raised as a military child, and. Uh, in America, there's this huge epidemic, you know, like of taking our woman for for granted, you know, like a lot of things that especially from like, I, you know, I can't blame everything on, on, on media, but in rap music, it's always kind of like this. They're just there for our entertainment. And it was like, especially dark skinned women, you know, of mm-hmm. course, black women in general. But it was like this. There's so many rules and you don't even realize that you're you're in high school and you're talking all this shit and you're doing all this dumb shit to women until I got, I got older. And I was like, damn, I've been doing that and saying that shit and didn't even realize how dumb I sound, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was really me unlearning and kind of like trying to take people, like, look what I've learned. And I'm kind of like trying to, because I don't get everything right. I'm still a dude. I still do a lot of dumb shit. And I think people come at me because they think I'm trying to act like I'm perfect. Oh, you can't say that. You can't draw that. You think you're, no, I'm really just growing with you in public. Like I'm showing you, hey, this is what I learned today. And so I can express it better through my art than I could any other way, you know? And, uh, cause you know, a lot of, when I grew up, 
on the East Coast for most of my time uh, with a military family. Right. And a lot of things was like, you know, a lot of black dudes went through the Spanish girl phase and the white girl phase. And, and we did this like it was just regular. And we were neglecting our own girls, not even realizing how dumb that is. Like, oh, I don't fuck with dark-skinned girls. I don't fuck with black girls yeah. with your nappy hair. These and arbitrary Things we're rules. saying, and like, yeah. you know how dumb you sound? And even I'm with all them in, like, middle school, and we talking all this shit. And it took me years to realize, like, yo, like, I've been contributing to the freaking... Misogyny of noir. And, and, and so now when I get accused of, of misogyny, I, I'm offended. Because I'm like, the one time I know I'm not doing it is when I'm getting it the most. You know, if I was rap, when I used to rap, you know, everybody used to rap. <laughs> no one cared then. No Bars. one cared then when I was like, I'll get these hoes. And, and no one said shit. But now that I'm actually making an effort to put them on the pedestal and give them that spotlight, everybody's like, oh, you're misogynistic. And wow. I'm like, because you see Because beauty? you're showing so, them a sexual Who's matter? that coming from? Are you hearing that from more black, black women? women? Really? And that's what, that's what. Wow. And you know what? It's, it's, it's cool. I, and, that's, and that's my thing, too. Everybody's not going to get it. I, I'm, I know what I'm doing is, 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 is different and it can be controversial. So everybody's not going to agree. I don't care if everybody agrees. My issue is, is when you come at me without, when it's not the facts. Like if you're going to drop that term, because we're in a generation too, a lot of people find big words on Tumblr yesterday and they're dropping them like they've been using them right. their whole life. Problematic. Yes. You know, and, and <laughs> you know, I made a post earlier, like uh, stop affiliating me and stop calling me a, an ankh nigga is one of them. That, that, that's a f- hotep, but fake deep. They call you, ho- yo, don't Wait, they call, call you. What's the they called you a hotep? Ankh nigga. That's, that's oh, a, what? Mm, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I missed they, the they ankh pulled, yeah. First of all, don't, don't, don't. Dirty that the word on for yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like just because I'm aware of certain things or I'm I'm in touch with my blackness doesn't mean I'm using that. You feel me? Like I don't yeah. I don't need to use that to get. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of. You don't need stuff. to exploit yourself. I don't need to exploit myself. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, you're using your consciousness to get girls, and I was like, don't insult me like that. I don't even have to drop any of those terms if I wanted your number. Like don't come on, <laughs> don't don't insult me like that. Like that's where I, that's what I'm saying. Like. And a lot of people are taking advantage of the movement. They they learn some terms and now they're dropping them on these girls and Absolutely. making. So I can understand why a lot of women would see my stuff from surface and be like, "Oh, he's just one of those." Hotep I, Twitter. Oh yeah, like yeah. I get it. Stay far away from Hotep Twitter, by the way. <sighs> oh, I mean, they God. they love your stuff because the symbolisms and all that. Yeah. But you might want to stay away. It's a thin line. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of symbolisms, you know, we talked about the Ankh. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that key of life. What is yeah. it? The light of life or whatever. So being that it's on all these black women are you saying that black women are key to everything yeah nice. and 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 you see what you just said is that simple <laughs> it's that simple it doesn't have to be deep like it doesn't have to be deep and Big that's what i'm yourself. saying you know like <laughs> it doesn't have to be deep i can i can plug in symbolism without having to be all like yeah you know so you're not and, illuminati is what you tell that's me. what I, that's that's all I'm trying to say. Like, why can't you know some things and still we could still watch cartoons and nerd out? Like, why can't we still be, you know what I'm saying? And I think people, they want to box you in. They want, you have to be in this category. Like, it's the hashtag era. You got to be this or that. You got to be a carefree black girl or you got to be an angry black girl. You, mm. you know, you can't have layers, you know. Mm. Do, you, no. do you work from photographs or real life models? <laughs> uh, it's a mix. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> For the record. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Look at that Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it's it's. I honestly don't 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 work with models as much because I'm trying to stay out of that. Uh, what's what's the photographer Terry? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Terry I don't want to be put in that situation. You don't want to be. But creeper? going back, I mean, you the know, illustrators, you know, have always. Worked it's infamous. With, you, know. you don't want to be creeper. He's infamous no. But even that. going back to like Michelangelo, and yeah, people like that. They it's always models. a blessing to work with real because right. you know, the the human body is so versatile and um. You want to get realistic, you know, perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And so I still do it. But even when I do it, I try to be like, I try to just 
cover all bases, you know, like bring your friends, bring bring your mom, like bring everybody. Like I ain't trying to be on nobody's. <laughs> Watch your daughter pose news. It's just so easy nowadays on the internet but for no, just it's to get... easy for anyone to say, especially if it was just you two by yourself. Because they do it already, and anything. I'm not even like even right. the things they get t- said about me, and you don't you've never even seen me or sat down with me. So imagine, you know, mm. I just gotta be, gotta be sure. Just being cautious. I get it. You yeah, know. true indeed. <laughs> I get it. Word life. All right, Marcus Prime, you have survived the interview segment. It's now time for the rap segment, our rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. Obviously, like I said before, you haven't listened to this yet. Oh, so are you ready? I am ready. All right. Uh, Number one, the Falcon or War Machine? War Machine. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Luke Cage. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Yeah, I already knew. Yeah. <laughs> so easy. Spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> Nala or Lady? Nala. Mm. <laughs> uh, Superman or Batman? Batman. Oh, wow. Definitive. Zamunda or Wakanda? Zamunda. <laughs> Running through these <laughs> with your woes. Judge Dredd or Judge Judy? Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> All day. Goku or Piccolo? Oh, Piccolo. Because mm. Piccolo's black. You feel me? That's the <laughs> homie, man. Piccolo's the homie, man. He Goku's was... the one with the blonde hair, right? Uh, When he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, yeah. hate him. <laughs> what about Froku? They all get blonde hair when they go Super Saiyan, but go ahead. That's a good Froku. Froku, Froku yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team <laughs> Titans or the X-Men? X-Men. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Winning. Comic books or hip hop? One gotta go. What? <laughs> what kind of foolery? <laughs> gotta pick. Oh, oh, or everything you love oh. dies. I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna lose a lot of people, but comic books. Mm, wow. All right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. All right. And finally, what kind of markers do you use? I'm <laughs> just <laughs> Wait, you can't leave out. You know, we got a couple more. A couple no, more. Um, what character death struck you the worst in any medium? Film, books, comics, anything? Vegeta, man. When Frieza first did it, I was like, mm. man, bro, he finally turned his life around. And then Frieza <laughs> was just like, bam, son. Yeah. Right through the heart. Bam. Yes. You, you don't even matter, bro. Like, just that one. Are <laughs> oh, you still. trying to get smart? Yo, he came so far, man. Uh-oh. Redemption. And it's always when you're doing good that you feel me. <laughs> Sacrifice my man's bro. Like in you know, a black dynamite. I'm gonna have a house and family. Anyone see that coming? <laughs> I mean, oh, man. see where that came from? Black dynamite is classic. Oh god. Shout out to the cartoon. God. Oh yeah, for real. And the movie. Real. Just just the whole thing. Have you worked yeah. with them yet? No. Go ahead and manifest. We need to get you in, in, yeah. in touch with uh Carl Jones. Go ahead and manifest. There oh, we, we We'll talk. Nice. The fan bro circle of power will keep on growing. <laughs> All right. Well, you survived the interview and the brap segment. We got much more with Marcus Prime and much more fan bros, though. So we're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back. What's up? My name is Daniel Jose Older. When I'm not writing, I'm listening to the fan bros radio show. And so should you.
And welcome back, fan bros. I know you've been enjoying this awesome episode. We've got Marcus Prime in the building, in the spaceship, yeah. <laughs> on yes, the sir. multicultural Ma- maestros. I'm maestros. You made up the name. I can't <laughs> say. I'm always scared. I'm gonna say maestro. Maestros. Maestro. We, well, it's you, so you can say maestro. Okay, that'll work. Yeah. Well, I like maestro. It sounds better. Multicultural maestro. Bistro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Multicultural bistro. <laughs> you know, we already have those in New York. Those are the super yeah, delis. Like, they got everything. Yeah, that's like every deli in New York. It's a multicultural For bistro. Real. For real. Like, it's oh, a man. Pakistani man, you know, making you a taco half the time. It's like, oh, it's so multicultural. <laughs> um, But yes, but speaking of multicultural, <laughs> it's time for the geekly asked questions. The guac is extra. As it always is. And first up, Mr. Zorn, love that name, shouts to Grant Morrison X-Men, asked, if Walter White was from Breaking Bad was played by a person of color, do you think his character would be liked as much? I say a hell no, sir, is the answer. I mean, <laughs> first of all, Walter White is a hoe, and anyone who loves him is a hoe. But see, I was going to say, you don't even like the man in the first place. Well, and, I, and, I, and I still, maybe in the beginning, remember I the, Walter. Remember the very first episode of uh, Breaking Bad yeah. when he steps out with in his, his drawers? In his drawers. Yeah. And he's, you know, and the cops are rolling up, and he's about to shoot him, and then he puts the gun behind his back. Yeah. Right. And the cops drive by. That yeah. wouldn't work. No, if he was black, yeah. they would have shot dead. him. Yeah. There would have been a show. They would, yeah, they just would have shot him randomly. Right. Like, ah, oh, fuck this. All right. You know? Well, let's let's be a little bit more progressive. Let's try. Imagine that the guy stayed alive. He would See, be if, hated if, still. If Idris Elba played him, he might have. I mean, Stringer, I say, Bell, Stringer Bell is a dick, and people think he's smooth and cool. But, True indeed. But see, part of what makes Walter White work so well is, number one, he's white, but he is a chemistry teacher that's a kind of a geeky, scrawny dude that ends up being... Turns badass. So, Urkel. That, yeah, like, yeah. Jaleel, I mean, Oh, yeah, my Jaleel God, could you imagine? Yeah. If Jaleel White... Yeah, if Jaleel White right. was... Yeah, that's crazy. Was Walter White. That he did crazy. it in real life. He started lifting weights and he's all brother <laughs> but, now. But, yeah. but my point was that he... Not just because he's white, but he's just scrawny, corny, basically corny dude, corny uh, middle America dude in Arizona of all places you that ends eyebrows. up... Right, that ends up being a drug kingpin. So... First of all, if he was black, people would be like, oh, typical. again, typical <laughs> black people, you know, selling drugs, whatever, whatever. So I, Maybe I it should be the other way around. He was a drug dealer and became a chemistry teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a story. Yeah. Breaking, Breaking bad. Literally. Hustling backwards. To to go... How to hustle backwards. <laughs> How to watch that. He had to get rid of his old ways and like get away from the <laughs> old thugs old on the way. block. So you're not coming back no more. I got to teach, man. I got a class in five minutes, man. Like, I'm trying to turn it around. Man. <laughs> they can play um, I Am Mad at You as the theme song. <laughs> Telling you. No more dope game. Don't steal this, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. Oh, man. That reminds me of this idea for uh, oh, no. Jekyll and Hyde that I'm about to do that I cannot oh, tell anyone. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Thank wow. you for that question. Fourth Wall Pros wow. asked. Do you think, this is a timely one, do you think MLK Jr. would be proud of us if he could see America now? Oh, Jesus. That's such a I loaded question. I ought to question. have more control over this. What was the boondocks? I ought oh, to have more control All over this. All I see this. is niggas. Niggas, niggas. <laughs> oh, he was, they, boondocks already answered Wait, that question. That that voice, that's voice acting right yeah. there. Already. What he said, niggas, <laughs> niggas. <laughs> 
I love when he was talking to McRib <laughs> he with was, his face on it. I was like, I should, I really should have more control. Boondocks over already answered that over question. Over my image. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to Google that episode of Boondocks. Yeah. He answered it in his speech perfectly. Yeah. Martin Luther King was not happy. <laughs> he said, fuck y'all, didn't he? Yeah, basically? he basically said, I am pissed. He was pissed. Do I think he would be proud of us? Proud I think of who is proud the of first whom, part. Right. Yeah. Who exactly are you talking about? Fan bros? Yes. yes. <laughs> what about Marcus, Marcus Ron? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean... In the 1950s and 60s, the Illuminati existed, but there were no black people in the Illuminati then, and there are now. So now you've got... We didn't came up. Illuminati integrated. We didn't came up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You got your your Oprah Winfrey (laughs) and your your Clarence Thomas frolicking in the the Bohemian Grove. Freaknik covered that. Oprah was running the whole 10%ers. They got got benefits. how do we go from Oprah to Freaknik? Because Oprah's the leader <laughs> of the ten percenters in Freaknik. She is. And Jesse Jackson. Have you in ever it? seen the Freaknik by Carl, by Carl Jones, who who T-Pain also did Boondocks? His it was it was what in um early two oh, thousands, no. right? T Pain's You've cartoon. never seen it this? Is oh, brilliant. I've I've I know I never it actually watched it, but you know what we talk. Yes. it is okay. brilliant. It is. brilliant. I'm just saying, there's okay, black folks who that. are frolicking with Baphomet right now, and <laughs> oh. that wasn't happening forty years ago. <laughs> frolicking. With Baphomet in the Bohemian Grove. I never knew oh, how to say and that. And they're croaking with the lizard people. <laughs> what the fuck? Baphomet. So, yeah. Chico, you're saying MLK would not be proud. Well, I'm just saying. No, that's, I think that's, that's saying it would. Because we went, we went. You got Jay-Z we infiltrated. with aliens like, and I'm all kinds of stuff ships. going on. Yeah, you know. Like, mm, we made it. <laughs> we didn't infiltrate it. I knew y'all can answer this question seriously. Some folks made it. Like, no. As soon as I saw I said, this ain't going to go down the way I better think. better than that. Oh, all right. No, I think, yeah, the Boondocks really answered that one pretty much. I think he'd be f- proud of Fanbros, proud of Marcus Prime, you know, proud of the Fanbros circle of trust. But, you know, the rest of the world, I don't know how you really feel about it. Oh, man. Oh, one more before we get out of here. JP something? Of, Live of Olive a- Eagle or... Of Live Eagle, I don't get it. Yeah, JP, yo, this is your Twitter name, dude. You need yeah, to JP underscore O F L I V of Live AGL. Okay, of Live AGL asked. <laughs> JP says, "I'm trying to purchase some black in capitals <laughs> in capitals folks black graphic novels. What are some must reads?" Uh, yeah. Oh, Pre Metallica Run. ever put I mean, out one? The it, Black Album, Jay Z. Right. No. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus, you gotta have something, something, something idea. <laughs> Niobe. Yes. Yes, actually, that is <laughs> that is a great we, the um, Niobe, which is uh, a Amanda Stenberg. Yes, yeah, Sebastian mm-hmm. A. Jones, and is yes. co-written with uh, uh, Amanda Stenberg, is uh, one of the first featuring a black elephant, a female, yes, which, and it's awesome. She's awesome. badass. Yeah. Um, that is actually is is about as good as it gets right now, as far as I know. There are plenty um, of of black graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, Heroes in Color is a good yeah. Tumblr. That, and they put a lot of people on. They have a Twitter page too. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of people on to uh, comics of color. Yes, because it is hard to find. That was. I was like, I put it in caps because I, I mean, we're all looking like. <laughs> but tell us, Static. They they've collected Static, which was my favorite of the Milestone books. But they've collected all of them. Icon, Static. Um, there, there are several. There are several others. The the the, the Iron Man that was like Dennis Cowan. Uh, I can't remember uh, the Iron Man analog from Milestone. He had two collections. Hardware, baby. Hardware, on, of course, yeah, exactly. On, uh, any. Let me just say, Black, any of the, yeah, any of the Milestone books, any collection. They've just find. recently collected all of Priest's run on Black Panther. Yes, but definitely the back to Milestone Icon and Rocket is one of the best books you ever read. Uh, the Static comic is also one of the best books. Uh, Blood Syndicate. Hardware is definitely pretty good. 
Uh, some more recent stuff. Um, Concrete Park. Concrete Park. Watson and Holmes by... Oh, yeah, by N. Stephen Harris. Yes, Watson and Holmes by <laughs> N. Stephen Harris. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, friend of the show. It's a dope uh, new modern-day version of, you know, of Watson and Holmes. Right. And, but they're both black. Right. So, you know, if you're looking for black graphic novels... um. Black Panther is about to drop by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Right, and, the art uh, looks great. Yeah, art looks. Uh, Brian Stelfreeze is looks on the awesome. art. Looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. Got some interesting ideas in there. Oh man, um, look for the Wren next year from friend of the show uh, Joe Rillage and Sean Martinborough. Just in a uh, people of color graphic novels and stuff, I always recommend Chew. I always recommend Saga because it features a ton of people of color. Um, I'm more the thing, like, I don't want to just read, like, I like stuff where it's, like, you know, showcasing us, but I like stuff where it's just showcasing the real world, you know, yeah. and the real world includes a very diverse group of people. Exactly. So that's why I really love Saga, you know, because it contains a, diver- a diverse cast, you know, Chu contains a diverse cast. Uh, can't say so much about Invincible, but I still love it. Um, The Comic Republic of Nigeria are putting out a whole series of comics. Awesome. Yeah, wow. I just read about this today, uh, featuring Guardian Prime, Hero Jin, Ireti, and Ajay, and a few others, and are now ready Ooh. to ship to the world. Two real quick that I just yep. thought of. Um, uh, I think his Instagram is Marcus the Visual. He has one Tuskegee. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've been following ass. that. Like, that looks really. They good. look like Transformers, but is they're the, like the Tuskegee but Air. Airmen. Tuskegee Airmen. They got fighter jets and like transforming these dope ass. Wow. Is Airs oh, of Tuskegee so, or Tuskegee yes. Airs? Oh, and, no. yeah, and, really and, and, and Trill League, the like the hood yeah, Teen yeah, Titans yeah, 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 is yeah. so sick. I've been following the Trill League. Trill League. It's okay. like all the hood versions of like the Justice League and Teen Titans. Wow. Them both of those. Those are definitely yeah. I've been watching Trill League f- from Tumblr for a minute. Yeah, know? it is. Well, the, the Tuskegee thing and Marcus Kwame. That I think that you can go on Kickstarter and support. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. Instagram is isn't it Marcus the Visual or something? He's he has great work. His, yeah. his his art is is awesome and mm-hmm. it looks really dope. Like the the the, the mechs look so badass. Yeah, this uh, Nigerian Comic Republic, I'm just finding out about it today, actually, but the art looks incredible, and I'll be checking back and reporting more on it. So, you know, as always, and JP, you should know you should be listening to Fan Bros and Comics I Copped every week to, you know, get your new news on stuff, and we're going to get into all that in a second. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, uh, JP, you should be listening every week to my favorite segment, Comics I Copped. Yes, that's right, because, you know, we always talk about all the good comics. Not just the black ones, but all (laughs) the good ones. But speaking of black comics, you know, we, well, I and Kimsonian attended the Black Comics Festival this weekend. Big shout-outs to Stephen Harris again. Yes, big shout-outs to Schomburg Center. Yes, big shout-outs to Schomburg Center. Big shout-outs to our guests from last week, Mr. Jennings, for putting that together. Big shout-outs to Joe Illage. He represented on stage. Blur Girl at a panel. Nice. It was a really nice event, y'all. I mean, it was packed out to Wazoo. That was the first it. thing. I had just flown in. Really? Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it, so- it sounds like they've got to expand it and so either make they it over to. two days or take over oh, that's a bigger why I was building. Hurt. I was like, damn, it's not two days? Right. I yeah. could have gone Sunday, but I couldn't go Saturday. No, most definitely. It's definitely going to be bigger and better next year because it was packed out to Wazoo. That's great. That's you know, great. I saw a lot of dope art there. You can follow me on Instagram. DJ and Benamine. not just pack people buying. <laughs> that's yes. great. That's it. And everyone say, "Oh well, you don't support 
support. No, people were buying no. art. And buying we need to cut books. that shit. Black people spend money. We uh, we support our people. And it's, thank you. That's uh, uh just make that shit dope, and you know people buy it. Like I was. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, if you whack, it's gonna show. Yeah. Yeah. Did you buy any art? No, I couldn't. Like the best prints that I saw, I couldn't find those for sale. So what I was, uh, I've been posting them on Instagram and tagging the creators, uh, and they've been responding. So now that I'm, you know, I'm like, yo, you need to either make this a print or show me where to buy it. So you like saw the display. But, yeah, uh, and like the woman who did the dope one on Star Trek that I posted with Martin Luther King, yeah. she said she'd gonna see about making that a print, and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, why have you not made this a print already? This is like <laughs> insane. Do you do you sell all your work, Marcus? Yeah. Um. My site is actually mlnnprime.com, and I, I have all my prints on there right now. So Smart I try to man. update it every week. I will be purchasing a very large print. Indeed. Uh, very uh, soon. Yes, Much appreciated. most definitely. Um, and there's been some talk lately over the Secret Wars ended last week. We talked about it. But I read a really interesting article uh, this week where they said that it was made a point that I'm really not sure if Marvel it was Marvel's intention or um, Jonathan Hitman, the author's intention. But at the end of it, uh, spoilers if you haven't read it. Um, Reed Richards and Doctor Doom engage in a bid battle. It's a really dope battle because what they say to each other in the battle really just encapsulates their character so well. But Reed is kind of charged with recreating the multiverse. Mm. But also at the very end, Black Panther in her last this effort takes the reality gym and seems to have recreated the main earth that all the Marvel heroes are on. And we're creating in the image of uh, Wakanda. That's kind of the thing because, like, there's a like as the issue ends, he's standing there talking with some other Wakandians, and a spaceship flies off into space, and he's like, "Oh, that's the new Alpha flight, you know, mm. space, you know, space team that's like American, but it's funded by Wakandian technology." Is is that supposed to be the the new Black family that? We saw. I saw uh, that. Remember the, the uh, yeah, no, the Nova team. Yeah, the Nova I'm, team. Sorry, yeah. I'm not sure because the Alpha Flight is going to be a new series, but it because Alpha Flight used to be a Canadian superhero team, but they uh, rebranded yeah. them into a whole new That's thing. Dope artwork. Yeah, so I'm not sure who uh, is in it, but it was just a really interesting point. And so they're like, is Marvel just doing this because of the upcoming Black Panther movie? To move him into a more central right. thing. Are they riding the diversity wave once? Or are they more, really or? just saying that you know the new Marvel universe is based on some Afrofuturism? Son, if it's the latter. If it's the latter, I'm, I'm pulling here. for the latter. Well, Jonathan Hitman is a um, Caucasian author, but I have to say, like, out of anyone besides Ta-Nehisi Coates, I wish he was writing the Black Panther series because his take on Black Panther in the Avengers and through Secret Wars was unreal. Like, he had him so down pat where I just wanted to see more and more Black Panther from him. So mm. I always have recommended it before. If you haven't read it, now that it's all over, I will give my highest recommendation to the entire Avengers run that Hitman did all the way from his first two issues. Need to look for the graphic novel. Yeah, look for him of Avengers and New Avengers. It's two series, and he did every issue for like 30 issues each, and then it went into Secret Wars. So it's like total like 70, 80 or so issues, maybe a little more than that, but it is, you know, great read all through it, and his Black Panther is so in fuego. (laughs) And then some other news about black people in movie news. This is like... <laughs> lots oh, of man. black people. Uh, lots of black people, for real. Well, faves, mean, so lots of faves. Yeah, I, know. I mean, my fave, you know, right now, I had to say of all this news, is that it's a rumor still. I've heard it being... Um, I've heard it being confirmed, but not by official sources. Not by official sources. But Idris Elba is supposedly in the lead for the role of Roland Deshane the lead character in the Dark Tower series, which is, like, Stephen King's magnum opus. Like, 
it's seven books. I've read them all. I'm a huge fan of them. I've been a fan of them since for years and years. But it basically, if you've read any Stephen King story at all, in one way or another, it probably connects to the Dark Tower. Mm. Is this is this a sci-fi and western? To it's it? it's everything. I've heard I've heard those genres it, like out for there. Long, and horror. Yeah, horror. Mm-hmm. More, but it's it's actually one of the few Stephen King books that's not like where I don't read it and regret reading it after. Where I'm like, <laughs> yo, that's gonna fuck me up for life. <laughs> You know, it's not it's not one of those. It's not Pet Cemetery. Yeah, or it's not like those short stories in a Skeleton Crew that right. I regret reading. You know, or The Mist, which I never read that. Um, but it's like it's it Roland DeShane for a long time was compared to Clint Eastwood. Like that's how he's com- pretty much described in the book. Was he a white man? Oh yeah, he was definitely a white man. I mean, his blue eyes are a big thing. Not like they're part of the story. Like, I mean, I've already seen people saying that you know the Dark Tower is ruined. It's, <laughs> Like, I saw oh that on the God. internet, you know? And the dude was like, "Not this does not have to do with race, but the Dark Tower is ruined if Idris Elba is tasked as Roland. <laughs> and it's... Yo, that comic book guy voice, yo. Yeah, uh, it's just one of them <laughs> things. <laughs> I mean, and I love this book. And there are certain things, because at one point, Roland encounters this woman, Odetta, who is a multiple personality, and one of her personalities, she's a black woman, and one of them is just highly racist. So this personality spends all its time calling him a honky and a cracker. So it's but wow. it's also one of Stephen King and his m- magical, weird Negro thing that he can do. So it's like if they leave that out, it might be for the best, you know, yeah. like because her character is like, Jive, honky. You know, it's just like oh, it's, it's ridiculous mess. Out. Yeah, but. So when when I met Idris Elba, I called him a cracker and a honky like eight <laughs> times. <laughs> Are you still allowed to tell the story? Yeah, yeah. But no, The Dark Tower is a fabulous book. And I mean, I've been waiting on this for a long time. And they're talking about uh, Matthew McConaughey playing uh, Randall Flagg, who, if you've ever read or seen The Shining, Randall Flagg appears in The Shining. He's basically the devil. So, yeah, the man in black. In fact, the first line in um, The Gunslinger is the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. And so the man in black is Randall Flagg in one world and the man in black in this world. And it's a sci-fi, western, horror, anything you can imagine. Just How many books is it? Seven, seven total. And they've done graphic novels. They've done comic there's book graphic adaptations. Novels, there's comic yeah. books. I'm just glad that it's different. That it's just, it's So different. is this for it's, TV or movies? What are they talking? The, the original thing that, uh, because Ron Howard was supposed to produce it. Yeah. And it was supposed to go from like movies to a TV show back to movies. It was like really huge. Because the books are huge and right. expansive, like. You know, I mean, Roland fights this giant mechanical cyborg bear at one point. Mm. There's a train that takes up this whole book, them riding on this train, and that alone is like one of the illest yeah. shit you I mean, ever that's read. That's the shit I want to see, period. I want to yeah. see black people in sci fi. Like, that's why I, I love the whole premise of Niobe. You see a black elf, you don't never see a black elf, mm-hmm. and when you do, they're dark elves, mm-hmm. so they're evil. No. So that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. There's, uh, <laughs> there's more sci fi news. Google Mbatha Raw, she's, um, she was, she's the lead in um, Beyond the Lights. Um, she's cast as the lead in the upcoming series, uh, upcoming season of Black Mirror. Is that on a shorty from um, Bell? Did she play the lead in Bell? Yes. Oh, yes, mm. her. I'll be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> Sounds like a great show. Yes, she's um, looks aside. She is a great actress. <laughs> hey, I didn't say anything about looks. Uh, Black, I just said that, you know you said, she's a mm, fine you gave actress. It, you gave mm-hmm. that 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 biggie. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll make it hot. <laughs> so, like I said, she's she's cast as the lead role in the new season of Black Mirror that um, is Netflix original series. Um, 
it is it describes as a techno horror type of series. So like each yeah, episode, yeah, Black Mirror is crazy. Right, like, it's an anthology. Yeah, like she would be the lead in in, in, in different in, stories, in, in, or I would assume in one in one of them. It's all different different uh, casts in the first two seasons right. and stories that they say like are affect how you know the real yeah. world on the modern. You should real watch world. it. It's I really, will you, absolutely because no, 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 I heard really good things good. about the first. Yeah, yeah. The first, first few episodes it was like the, seven episodes. No, there's only yeah, there's seven. So there's two. This seasons. one's gonna be twelve episodes. Oh wow. Oh, so maybe she will be. I don't know. There's there's. Um, this was a this was a pick of the week a while ago, but yeah, yeah no, there's two seasons of three episodes each. Then there's a um, like a Christmas episode that just came on uh, and with with John Hamm that just came on Netflix, and I couldn't get through it. But it's a British show. <laughs> So no, the first two seasons. Well, that was the were, show I watched, but it sucked. No, the <laughs> first two seasons were incredible, but people people had been bigging up this Christmas episode, and it was just went on forever. It was interminable. I thought the actual <laughs> first two seasons were really dope, though. Oh my really, lord! Really, really dope. All right. Uh, um, I, I'm sorry. Rounding out the sci-fi black people in sci-fi news. Yes. If you want to see the movie that made J.J. Abrams cast John Boyega in the new Star Wars, you need to see Imperial Dreams. Um, the teaser was just released recently. Dope. I need to check that. And if you need to see uh, black people in sci-fi and John Boyega in sci-fi, you should see uh, t- Attack the Block. Yes. I'll yes. Love to bring Attack that up. the Block. Which is one shit. of my favorite yes. Underrated. Oh, my God. Very underrated. So they put me onto that movie. No, we should that. do that. Well, let's, do the, let's do the screening of that. Of Attack the, the Block? Yeah. Let's yeah. do the summer series. Fanbro summer series. The, the, mm. the visuals. It just. You've heard it here first. I dare you to steal this shit. <laughs> <laughs> first, we're going to screen Belly and then Attack the Block. BET um, version. BET yeah, version. the BET version. <laughs> uh, the Deadpool film got strong early reviews. They had a show in, I yes. think, last night, and That's Ryan Reynolds showed up that? in New York. No, I'm, I'm just excited it got good reviews. Yeah, no, they're saying oh. it. Yeah, people are saying <laughs> it. People are saying it's really amazing. I love Deadpool, man. My thing is, you can't. My thing is, is Ryan Reynolds, who's his only job in life was to be Deadpool. Thank you. And it's an R rated movie. Not Green Lantern. Yeah. And I love how he you took st- shots at Green Lantern in yeah, I love yeah it. That and it's great. an R-rated movie, so you're good. He said, "Don't make my suit green and animated, please, please." <laughs> he said that. Like, he did. I know he asked to say that. Please, oh man, oh I'm in some quick TV news as well. The Carmichael show featuring uh, is it Josh Carmichael? No. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, Gerard, the show, Gerard Carmichael. Gerard, the show that I couldn't get into. Oh man, you didn't? I couldn't. I tried. I tried. I did. I did watch the whole season. So I just. I know people was like, well, maybe if you were from a different area in the United States, you would get it more. But I, nah, it was just a little it. too much for it, it's, me. I didn't. It I like. I really love Gerard's uh, stand up. If you can see it, I think it was on HBO. It was so uh, his stand up's hilarious. Oh my Spike Lee directed yeah, that shit. Yeah. I didn't find the show funny. Like, and and probably part of the reason why I also ended up not liking it as much was because when someone told me, "Yo, you need to watch it," they kept bigging it up like they was like, "Yo, it's just as funny as Blackish." Blah blah. blah. I fucks with Blackish. <laughs> Blackish will make me laugh in two minutes. Not even two minutes. Like, they could say three words and I'd be dying. This, I was just sitting there like, where's no, the it, funny? I like Gerard's, but it, it, it it's like, I'm hoping it gets better in the second season. Maybe. And today I was on Facebook uh, talking with somebody, and they were like, um, shout out to my boy from Pop Culture Uncovered, and they were like, uh, Blackish is coonish. And or no, what? Buf- no, no, the actual words were buffoonish. Well, I, let me, you know, say it right. <laughs> it's a, Bu- What? Oh, what? <laughs> you know, and they were like Carmichael show was good, and I was like, mm, all right. See, bro. And I, I thought I thought Gerard Carmichael was related to Susie Carmichael. No, not at all. Um, but you, you know, get that reference. She go, I got the reference. reference. I got the reference. She go, that didn't win. That didn't win. I just I just let it move. You know, um, <laughs> that wasn't a winner. Just, just like when he called you know blackish buffoonish. But uh, also in some other news, yeah, no, <laughs> Jessica Jones has been. Uh, What's the word? That's a done deal. You know, renewed? Yeah, renewed? Renewed for a second season. Renewed for a second season. 
I didn't watch it. Oh, you were missing I, it. I'm, my I'm, brother. I can't. I, oh. I, I tried to sit through the first episode. I, What's wrong? What, what oh made you not? Oh, my God. Wait. All I, I just Did you Daredevil get to back. the end of the... No. I Did just, you get I, to the listen, end of the first brother. episode? Yeah, by the end of this... By the you'll, end you'll, of the first yeah. episode, it made me forget about... Like, yeah, I don't totally. give a damn about Daredevil. <laughs> I want to see second season of All Jessica right. Jones. I, I'll take y'all word for yeah, it. Yeah, there's no question. Not even... Oh, my God. The end of the first... Like, that's exactly how I felt. When I was watching it, I was like, ah, this is whatever. And then there's the... There's a shot at the end of the first episode where you're like, oh, shit, things are about to get yeah. really, <laughs> you know, really you know, trill. You know who David yeah. Tennant is? Uh-uh. Yeah. Probably not his name. Doc, he, but he's he one of the Doctor Who. I, mean, I don't watch He was the most popular of the Doctor Who's oh, okay, okay. recently. He okay. is in no, it, he's he is incredible. going to be one of the reasons why you stay. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, by the end of the first, it's, it's the very last 10 minutes. Last, I said it on Twitter. I tweeted it. Last 15 minutes of the first episode, that's when I was like, oh, my God. And then after that, it's just like... Forget it for right. the rest of the season. Well, I'm going to have to binge watch thing. Yeah, and uh, slightly related TV, also some tech news. I got a chance to get a copy. This is a mad late pass, but I got a copy of the Game of Thrones Telltale game. The um, Oh, yeah. It's like the Walking Dead joint where it's like a role-playing game. Chico, I'm going to get you a copy of this, too. Is it for the iPhone or for PlayStation? No, for or uh, Xbox. Xbox One. Oh, I'm oh. I got the PS3. I might be able to get you that, too. Then. Yeah, we'll hook it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty dope and game. And I'm getting a PS4, so if you get one of those, I'll... I'll got you, I'll, got you. But um, I got to play through the first episode. There's six episodes. I'll be talking about it more as I get through. But uh, I didn't. I played some of Telltale's Walking Dead game, but I wasn't really feeling the zombies and all that. But this I like because it, while it still kind of feels like you're on the outskirts of a Game of Thrones episode, it really has a feel of a Game of Thrones episode. Like, you have to make dialogue choices and the enemies react to you. And sometimes I thought I'd be playing somebody, and then they're like, yeah, I saw right through that, bro. You know, that was not, like... <laughs> Not going down. So definitely check it out. I'm mad late. I think the sixth episode just got released, though, so you can finally play through it all. Telltale Games, Game of Thrones, pretty dope. And now, Chico. The Godfather has been shown in many permutations. Oh, you're really going to? All right. What? You're, you, <laughs> no, for real. This is the first time it's been on TV in like 20 years. I so know. twice yeah. in history, once in the late 70s and once in the early 80s, they basically re-edited The Godfather and Godfather 2 together so that it all appears in chronological wow. order. But they've also included footage that has never been mm -hmm. seen. It's only been seen oh. in there. And... um. It, I'm not saying it's better than Godfather 1 and 2, like the way they are in their natural, but it's very interesting. Yes. There's never been anything like it. And you basically, it starts out, follow, you know, Vito Corleone as a young kid, and then it ends up with, you know, Michael uh, as an old man, um, which is sort of the way, well, no, Godfather 1 does not. I mean, that's how Godfather 2 begins and ends. Yes. But then with Godfather in the middle there. And so it all follows this one, like, sort of chronological thing. With this bonus footage, it comes out to seven hours. So there's about 20 or 30 minutes of footage that you've never seen before. HBO is running it all this month. And, you know, The Godfather is a, a, a real classic. And this is a new way of seeing a classic in a way that you've mm. never seen it before. It's definitely worth your seven hours. I mean, if you want to DVR it and save it up, you know, you have don't have to, to watch all seven So did once. you peep it already? Because I peeped um, a few, I peeped like an hour of it the other day. So I actually, we had the VHS, like, so they aired it on TV and then they sold the VHS in like 1982. Yeah. And my mom bought the VHS. I think oh, it was like a hundred bucks, yeah. you know, whatever. And it was on three VHS. 
VHS is. So we had it and watched it like every year for two or three years. So I've seen it like two or three times like that, but all as a kid, not yeah. since I went to film school and have seen. In fact, that was the first way that I ever saw The Godfather. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that would. Ugh. I saw it as an adult, like when I was like 22. I decided to just, you know what, I'm gonna just watch. Yeah. yeah that's the best way to do it because you hear people talking about it growing up. Yeah. So I finally had got a hold of the. The DVDs and I watched it like two days straight, like well a whole night into the next day, and it was really awesome to really watch it and absorb it by yourself. Because you know people talk shit, but when you really see, nah. it's really it's really classic. The first yeah. time I saw The Godfather was probably around the same age, and I watched it like cause I got the DVDs and I just sat there and watched it over and yeah. over again. Just I, that you know so that should be interesting. Like yeah. as a filmmaker, as a, you know person who studies film, it was just like it's so many things, and I've seen little documentaries when they talk about. You know, little things the making of, like when Marlon Brando first got the job and how everyone didn't want him to have it. And then he screen tested. It's the like, most classic story ever because they say he screen tested for this producer. And uh, Coppola's sitting with the producer showing him the screen test. And the producer's sitting there like, Marlon Brando's a drunk. He's a scumbag. He'll never work in this film. He'll never do it. Da -da 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 -da. And they said Marlon Brando's sitting there and he's talking to the screen. He's like, well, you know, in the book... Uh, Corleone has been shot in his neck, so I figure he should talk with something. And he says, as he's talking, he just slicks his hair back, and he's just talking to the camera doing all this. He's slicking his hair back, and he stuffs cotton balls in his mouth because he's like, you know, I figure he should talk with some type of problem. And he just stuffs the cotton balls in his mouth, and he's like, you know, he should talk with some type of problem. Like, woo -woo. And he just transforms into him. Wow. And the, they said the producer is just ranting, and then he's just watching, and he's like, all right, he can do the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. actually, and also around then, like, they had to fight for Pacino and for any, mm -hmm. like, Italian actors. Like, but they wanted to put, like, Robert Redford. Yep. Like, back oh, then, Jesus. casting, like, an ethnic white guy was, like, casting you know, an Asian yeah. or a black guy. Most like, definitely. it was just not done. Mm. No, so definitely, you know, like, I wouldn't say it's the best way to watch it, like you said, but... It's, well, it's definitely an interesting, interesting way yeah, to see exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best way to watch, but it's, it's definitely probably better for fans of people who already appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're Although, new, again, that's probably, it was, not, yeah, that's probably I, a scary way to watch it. You're probably... But no, it's such a classic. It might and suck you in either way. It's such a saga, you know? Yeah, it's like binge watching something, you know? Yeah. You'll, right. you'll get through it. When they did the Jackson movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a week long of... Oh, oh, man. That, oh, If God. only Twitter had been around. Oh, classic. Yeah. All right. Let's say... Oh, all right, well, that's it for all the news and for this episode of Fan Bros. But uh, Marcus Prime, before we get out of here, please let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, well, for most of you who know uh, Tatiana dropped it earlier, my <laughs> Instagram is Marcus Prime Lives. It's Marcus with a K. Um, the Twitter is uh, Marcus underscore Prime, mm -hmm. uh, P-R-1-M-3. That's how I used to spell it on Tumblr for those of you who've been around. Um, and the site, again, it's mlnnprime.com that's where all my prints and you know updates for everything is um and real quick i know yes, your project brought it up earlier number one the, the book bruh black renditions of universal heroes that is dropping in the spring um look forward to that and finally i am working on bringing you guys that cartoon i promise it's gonna happen i'm, I'm gonna do everything in my power you guys have been waiting for years it's gonna happen so yeah i, I thanks for everybody for supporting so yeah. Nice. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank most definitely. Thank me. you for joining Thanks us for on the, the spaceship. spaceship. For yeah. sure. And uh, real quick, shout outs. I got to give a happy born day. Shout out to my homie, The Grime, a.k.a. Drew Higgs, my, one of my best friends since like, I mean, I was knee high to a grasshopper, basically. Ah, so you happy know. birthday. Yeah, shout out my brother. He's a huge fan of the show. I know he's flipping out right now as he hears this. Also, big shout out to my Uncle Charles. 
who is also now yes. addicted to the show and listening. <laughs> What's up, Uncle Charles? Yeah, you yeah. know, awesome. I miss my Uncle Charles. Oh, John, that's all I think I was about. When it I, in. I was holding it. Oh no, you no. can't say Uncle Charles you without saying it. References yeah. on this show. Oh, yeah, I miss uh, my Uncle Charles. Yes, I feel better. Now. I just want to give another another big salute to the Mr. Robot cast and writer Ooh. Sam Esmail. Listen, they they obviously they won big at Golden Goals. They won big again at the Critics Choice Awards. Listen, if you guys have not seen this, we interview the entire cast. Yes. The entire cast of Mr. Robot. You can wow. find it on uh, Fanbros TV on our YouTube page. Just Google Fanbros YouTube. You will find us. You will get to t- uh, see the video with Rami. You get to see the video with Crazy Ass Tyrell. You get to see everybody. I everybody. heard uh, that Sam Ishmael is uh, engaged to Emily Rossum or one of them is. Really? Yeah. I don't know so that. He's yeah. winning all around. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Emily Rossum from Shameless? <laughs> winning. Yeah. Well, anyway, big ups. <laughs> big ups to y'all. Make sure y'all check out that video. Check out Fanbros TV. Yes, most definitely. And while you're on fanbros.com, one last time, this is your final week. <laughs> Make sure you fill out our survey because, you know, we don't want people banning our award show. So we need your votes <laughs> so we can decide, you know, who, you know, represents us. No, I don't. I mean, fuck all that. You know, we, hey, we, hey, we hey, voting for David, our best stuff. David O'Yellowo said that the Oscars don't represent him. And he's an Academy member. He said this. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Shots fired. Fan-